Oh man, what is good, everybody? It is uh, around 3:30 p.m. Let's see, let's see, let's see. He's got that phone. 3:22 p.m. on Thursday, May 16, 2019. Let's go. I got a little convo for you guys with my cousin, my big cousin, 33. On my dad's side, my dad. Young Eric's younger brother, Sean, John's son, his name is also Eric, my name is Sean, talking about the non-fiction book, Throne, by Carrie Holly, which follows two different fighters named Sean and Eric. Yo, <laughs> we discovered that shit in the in the convo, um, and it, it was that had me rolling actually. I, so it's around three three p.m. I just got I'm sitting out back on the, in the on the with my shoes off in the backyard of my spot in Philly after finishing my driving route, um, and I just re-listened to this convo. I was a little unsure about the audio. See, with my own with my own podcasts, I never I don't listen to that shit. I just but and I don't. Yeah, I think I always do with other people, but I just, you know, partially was to check the audio. Something nice about doing a podcast with somebody else, you get like a little gold mine, and you, and and I, the audio is the audio is solid. I maybe maybe if you're driving down the highway in a semi with the windows down, you know what I'm saying? It's that phone combo, but it's it's solid, it's solid. Um, but um, yeah, that came up in the convo. I didn't even realize that. So basically, Eric's my bigger cousin. He lives in a. He lives in a in a in a Bed-Stuy, New York, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, but uh, he's about to he's actually about to get married. We didn't really go into all this stuff. He's about to get married in uh, about five weeks, and then he's about to move to California. And I'm incidentally moving to New York next year. Um, I don't usually do intros like this. I don't really know what I'm doing, but um, but that came up that. So so basically, and he and he, he he fought. He went to the Junior Olympics in high school for Taekwondo. So he so he got that fighting experience. And last time he came through, a couple weekends a couple weekends ago, as he was peeling out, I felt like I had to give him that gift, I'd give him that book, give him that book. Just you know, always disseminating these books. And um, I threw it to him. About three days later, I get a text around 2 a.m. on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. And Eric's just like, bro, I just read this whole shit in one sitting. Let's fucking pot about it. Doc, do you know? Do you know what the? You know what the? How the? How rare that is? No, actually, it's not. It's not that rare for people wanting to podcast. Okay, usually I'm harassing people to podcast with me, but it's pretty rare. It's not that rare when someone asks me to podcast, but it is rare when someone asks me to podcast and we actually fucking podcast. So this was this was really nice, man. And I, I'd been thinking about that book a lot. I read this last, like, a year and a half ago, maybe. Because at that time I was, yeah, I read, I read this shit. And then recently it came up by with another homie who, who I, I, I met recently. Uh, who, who we reference in the podcast who's also he's a boxer um, so he's a competitive boxer so I, I recommended him that book and he read that shit in a couple days bro this is a really yeah I think it might be a little bit uh, 
we, we find our groove. We find our groove. But I, I think it would be especially interesting if you have read the book. But it could still be interesting if you haven't. I don't know. But I also re- just highly recommend this book. The last two people I've recommended to you read that shit in like one to three sittings. Because Homie Harold, the boxer who I texted about, he got back to me in like three days. So, um, yeah. So that's that was the idea. I was like, Eric fought Taekwondo. He, he'd probably fuck with this. Um, and it's just a phenomenology. It's a phenomenal. It's like a, it's like a kind of highly intellectual phenomenology student, um, which is probably a, a version of a younger version of Carrie Hawley, who I think is in her 30s or or maybe late 30s. Fuck, I should know this stuff. But it came out 2014, um, and uh, it's pretty much a voice uh, from that perspective of, of a you know philosophy phenomenology student that's why it's called throne heideggerian throneness which is sort of the state the starting point for the whole heideggerian project which is which is um i see as a description it's a it's a it's a way the whole heideggerian project is kind of a description of how we See the world, even when we don't figure, even if we don't know how, even if we aren't aware of how. He's assigning language to ways we see the world, the way we see objects. Some objects as objects, some objects as tools. But when we see things as too much as tools, the the world becomes more dull, becomes less heightened, and that's why she's looking at this type of fighting as this UFC fighting. She's following two UFC fighters um, as as the epitome of some type of heightened revelric, revelry, Dionysian, Bacchic, frenzy, violence, bloodlust. Uh, that's how, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess all those things. Um, but, um, but yeah, she follows these two fighters and one kind of, one kind of funny thing we, riff we got on, which I wanted to talk about was, um, wait, did I finish that thread? Um, Oh yeah, and then Throne, the title, and the, and the Heideggerian project. Throneness. I don't mean to be pedantic with the Heideggerian bars, but uh, Throneness is the starting point of every human consciousness. You are you are thrown in this into this situation that is life. You find yourself in this situation. You didn't ask for the situation, but you hear. That's Throneness. But let's see how she put it. I actually have a quote. Um, she said. So, Carrie Holly describes Theroneness in passing, as on page 23, these women, she's talking about ring girls, the ring girls at the fights, I thought, ought not let us see them shorn of their costumes so soon before the event itself, because she saw one of the ring girls standing around reading a book, I think, uh, without her outfit on. It occurred to me that they would both benefit from a brief explanation of Heideggerian Theroneness, Parentheses, the poignant sense of having been hurled into the world without preparation or consent to the layman. That's a half sentence, but I think I just wanted to uh, to type down her definition of thrown. It's a poignant sense of having been thrown into the world without preparation or consent. Yo, we out here, we out of the womb. What the fuck is going on? Wait, wait, we getting older? Wait, wait, what's this world, bruh? Dive right in. <laughs> is what she kind of saying or this is an example of diving all the way in direct contact I'm punching myself in the cheek right now direct contact with the world anyway uh, hope you guys enjoy this combo springtime baby let's go didn't matter before why would it not 
Dude, it's a fucking Christmas miracle. I found two goddamn Durastels right rubber banded in my desk drawer. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, dude, okay, so now I'm not trying to bullshit your time now because I know we got to go in. Um, so last time we podcasted was December of 2017. That was a while ago. Wasn't it? It was right after that, 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 zine, that book drop. So what would that have been? Wasn't it? It was. It was December. I think it was December 2017. Yo, you know what? It was winter. Today's also, or this month is, uh, is uh, two years since the first One Story Pod episode. This is really. It was your two-year month. It was May, and I've only put out 35, 36 episodes. There's, a, there's only 12 months in a year. That's 1.5, 1.5 episodes a month. Yeah, that's pretty fucking consistent. All right, all right, all right. I think there was a four-month gap in there, but anyway. Um, <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about the average. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, do, do you want to just get right into the book, or should we talk about life first? Yeah, we talk about life for a minute. All right, so you're still in the city. You were in the city when I came. Uh, was it at that spot? It was at the, yeah, whatever, the previous spot. Yeah. And you're about to make moves out. Okay. To California, life life details that apply to this book from age age thirteen to eighteen. When were you fighting? Yeah, pretty much uh, sixth grade until my freshman year of college. And it start. It was always Taekwondo. Why is it called oh, naked? Brutal. Brutal. Why is it called naked? Um, I think because you. Actually, I have no idea. I would guess that, like, Are there different kinds of chokes? Where you're just like fucking choking. Right. Just, just, you're just choking their neck with your arm. There's no like leg wrap. There's no fucking serpentine shit. Right. It's a, it's a straight up. Wait, with your leg? No, with your arm. No, with your like in your like a you know in the, in the crook of your arm. In the crook of your arm. Straight choke. Right, right. Bro, that's a good starting point. Wow, okay, is that, and that happens in the book? Uh, I mean, it talks about that thing a lot. It's referenced. Uh, yeah. Right. It's, uh, you know, it's everyone would like to do to someone, you know, on live television, but it's really hard to get, because obviously you have to That's a pr- that's, that's pretty rare. You cut out for a quick sec. It's a it, it's a mismatch. It's got to be a mismatch. Like, if it was a mismatch, then the person on top could do it. But right. I think Khabib was able to do it because he was you know, he just fucking tenderized him first. Yeah. Damn. That was that was that shit was fucking wild. So okay, here's a question: What elements of Taekwondo fighting pertain to MMA? Are you punching or just kicking? Is that what Taekwondo is? Just kicking? 
You can punch everywhere but the head. Uh, you can you kick can, in the head. Can, like, catch, catch. Oh my god, yeah. Right. Oh, kick people in the head. So it's primarily, it's a more kicking-centric version. Yeah, 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 aspect. yeah. I mean, that's like what I was known for being, uh, you know, all about the legs. Gotcha, all uh, about the legs. Yeah, like, catch a kick. Yeah. You got them strong legs. You, you gotta, it hurts a lot more to get kicked in the face than punched in the face. The legs are like three or four times as strong as arms, just naturally. Right. Wow. Um, but the way, I mean, there's not a whole lot of similarities in the part. Genuinely, she genuinely fucking really gets into the gets it in there. Yeah, and she has some things that um, you know, like sometimes if I'm you know stoned, YouTube and I'll just watch a lot of MMA. Like I went through recently a pretty heavy MMA YouTube phase. Yeah. Um, you know, I was like looking at the fucking memes about you know, Khabib jumping out of the cage. Right. Me too. Shit, Me too. Unless, unless something happens that will forever be a thing, is that what you're saying? couple things. Yeah. All right. The first one was six, page six. I had for the first time in my life found a way out of this, my own skin. My experience echoed. Are you fucking outside or some shit? 
No, no, it's okay. It just went, but it's all good. We quite, we good now. Um, okay, I had it's the first time um, found a way out of my own skin. My experience echoed precisely descriptions handed down to us in the writings of Schopenhauer, Nietzsche, and R. Todd, in which a disturbing ritual, often violent, rendered each of their senses many times more acute, as if the dull, blunt body were momentarily transformed into a tuning fork, alive, as Schopenhauer put it, to sensations fine and fleeting. Some have called this feeling ecstasy. So that was just like that heightened, that heightened sense, you know, like that like survival mode, mode heightened sense, senses that, that happen when you're out here in the world and some shit's going down, you know, that we don't really have anymore, or we have less of. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, everybody, people from every time describe this. You know, there's a... Okay, you guys, we got to recap. Uh, some type of elder said that, like a native? Oh, no, like one of those, one of those uh, like Greek guys. I think his name is Pliny the Elder, or like oh, one of these people. A Greek, you know? a Greek philosopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and what did he say? Something about, like, the wound you receive in the moment of victory, there's, you don't feel it. There's no pain, you know, which is... Which the is wound true. you receive in the moment of victory, you don't feel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or, exactly. But then it's also just... It's also just like, um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, hell yeah. Um, well, the next sentence, she's like, you're also until that night in Des Moines, I associated that state with an antediluvian rights not accessible to modern man, which is like, okay, right, you've never, like, been in the sweat room. <laughs> right, antediluvian rights uh, not, not, not granted to modern men. What does that mean, really? Like the old, the old things that yeah, that, that the old we, way, like when we used to, you know, the, the, you know, the real har- harkens back to an older to, like, time. Touch each other and grow food and touch uh, each other and grow food. Yeah, we're uh, out here, like yeah, in contact with. Well, it's really contact with our survival. One more thing: how this this type of ritual has been around for a long time. Just so I can put my yeah. nose down for a sec. If you were a 14th century Latvian looking to leave yourself, this is page 16, um, you might mask up, so 14th century Latvian looking to leave yourself, you might mask up and dance through the streets reveling in Rebelazian wonder, wonder, I'm not quite sure what that, like whatever, um, until the Catholic Church stopped you. Were you a 19th century Paiute Indian in the American West, you might try your hand at ritual millenarian dance until the army stopped you. Or an ancient Maenad, Miniat, Minad, join other women folk in ripping apart a live goat in the Greek countryside until exhaustion stopped you. Yeah, that's the Bakke, man. <laughs> that's the Bakke, yeah. That's that back, that's a Dionysian fucking yeah. confrontation with the fucking. That's what I've been coming, that's kind of what my last weekend was being out in the Poconos. Just really going in, you know? Fucking romping around. Well, you, well yeah, geez, careful if you're the only dude on that trip. <laughs> I wasn't the only dude. Yeah, you go. Then you might not be the uh, the mountain lion or whatever it was. Oh, that goat. Yeah. Oh, that would be the goat. That would, I would be the goat. <laughs> yep, I got a little tore up. I, I definitely I definitely weathered a a slew of shots at points, but you know, I had to just hit him with that hit him with that matrix. No, I had to just start to you know I you know I took it in. I kept my integrity. Oh, yeah. Uh, you were just minding your own business, right? <laughs> 
No, no. I provo- I w- it was provoked, but, you know, I'm saying there definitely was some, some fucking singling out, tear- tearing it up, you know, with the... Anyway, um, yeah, so that's just been going on for a long time. Okay, so that's interesting, because it's... But, but the fight isn't exactly the same as the, the, you know, the Greeks going up on a hill and, like, hitting that wine and, and turning up. You know what I mean? But it has, that as- has elements of that. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, in a, a, a very simple way of saying it, like it's such a relief to get punched in the face. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> you know, she was saying all this stuff about you're doing this, you're doing that, all these uh, release, releasings of ecstasy, and then this person stops you. I don't know where she says this in the book, but you remember that part about McCain, John McCain? Oh, what did it say? It was, uh, he, he tried to outlaw it in Arizona, or like, or no, he was a, a senator from Arizona. Uh. Always been. Um, he tried to outlaw MMA? Yeah, he was the one that, like, really held Royce Gracie down at first until, you know, until Dana White came along, basically. Gotcha. And figured how to, like, appease the, the ruling class. Right, um, right. You know, it's like this weird mixture of, uh, Puritan values about, you know, no, no touching and no violence and no sex, and also, like, Right. The the bloodlust of uh, you know the Coliseum crowd. Right. Um, right. The bloodlust. Put these weird these two things together, and I don't know. I mean, it's cool. It, yeah. It's, but everyone fucks with it for a reason. But then there's always a a governing force that doesn't want that to get too that that pushes back against it. Right. Because, because you can't. What, and then you're gonna have uh, you know the fucking fighting pits of marine, like some Game of Thrones shit. You know, you can't let people get. Right, right. You can't let people get too free with that shit. Try to talk, talk to uh, into the phone from a consistent distance. Um, well, you know what? I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go downstairs. Oh yeah, we're we're good. We're it's it's okay too. I just want to make it as good as possible. Um, that's what I was talking. Do you think now? Do you think? I mean, there's MMA is still huge in the U.S. It's actually, but then like I was talking to um, a couple. Someone about this, who I don't mean to implicitly call out if she hears this, but she she was just kind of talking, just going on this riff about battle, about like sports and stuff, you know? Like, it was actually right when I got back into civ- uh, civilization after being up in the in the woods, you know? And uh, I just like ha- had to check like the Sixers game, you know, because it was game seven. Like, I'm in the car, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. And everyone's like, what? And then, like, I was like, oh, I'm just watching basketball highlights on my phone. Um, but um, I think someone just pulled up. But, you know, so in some sense, it's kind of like, it, have we reached a point where we don't need those old those old things? Or do you think we always need them? And or do you think some people need them and some people don't? Or does everyone need them in some different form? Like, maybe... Maybe it's even if people obvious form, right? Like anybody who does this, anybody who appreciates this, what of the person who is like MMA, it's a human dog fighting and like yeah, like her uh, her fucking thesis advisors. So what where where do they find their ecstatic release of, you know, the violence of consciousness? Or do they even see being alive that way? You know, there's there's uh, there's gentle creatures all over the world. Maybe they're just like that. There are some gentle creatures out there. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I, re- 
Can I read a line that I thought was funny? What? Right, yeah. That's related to that. Um, it's forty-three. Um, it was Nietzsche. It's okay, first of all, do you think that you can answer this after? But do you think that there's an element of? I mean, she's doing a voice. So do you think she's like poke? Okay, whatever. I'm just gonna read this real quick. Well, she also goes really into like she like goes on one about, and this is part of what I was saying when you first called me. We'll get back to that about like how you know just like randomly taking shots. Right, um, right, right. You talked about. Know, like I hate all. She's like all narrators are fake. You fucking donkey. Right, you know? right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, um. But she also is really like she's into her. Were I a narrator? Wait, real quick, real quick. I knew, I knew when to ask the right question. How big was the burrito? When to widen my eyes with astonishment? And sure enough, you know what I mean? It's like there's something extremely um, seductive about this, these, these encounters and about like being a space taker. Right. Uh, which is interesting. I mean, it's definitely just like a subline. Um, yeah. Yeah. Playing real quick. Um, wait. So wait. What are you? What are you saying? Um, there was a way she moved through space that was like really astonished and stuff. Or just or what do you? What do you say? No, 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 no. I was just gonna quickly drop a bar about how she's saying that. I just, we just gotta move through the ideas like at a good pace, or else it's gonna be completely incomprehensible. So I just don't want to jump from idea to idea too quickly. But um, you were talking about how, because I was trying to make ask you a question about um, how sort of like how much at face value to take her, her her kind of like anti conformity like Nietzschean rants or whatever or kind of right. wh or whether that the voice itself is poking fun of something a little bit also, and I was gonna so that's what I was gonna say um, in relation to a maybe this. Uh, then I just changed the quote I was going to go to. Um, well, I think, I think to answer that question, at least at first, I think that she, if that is what she's trying to do, um, I don't think she's quite like a, a deft enough, not writer, but like constructor of narrative, you know what I mean? She, you would have to, it just seems like that's her voice, you know, she's, uh, she's okay. an academic who writes with, you know, serious beauty. She can write the fuck out of a sentence, but I don't think she's trying Right. Okay. But then, okay. Here, okay. Here's like some 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 um, big shots. Right. I'm gonna read some big shots at at, at group a group or, or type, and then we'll see. I want to ask. We'll ask if that question if that answer applies to this. Like whether she feels. All right. Sorry. It does start with Nietzsche too. Fuck, man. But this is different. <laughs> um, it was Nietzsche who said that a certain type of ghostly corpse-like wretch turns away from Dionysian revelry in a spirit of, quote, healthy-mindedness. I would write my fighterly thesis, but I would not fraternize with the healthy-minded. Better to leave them to their prenatal yoga, their gluten-free diets, their dull, if long, lives of quietest, self-preserving conformism. 
Like, damn, bro, going in. But you know what I'm saying? Like, anyone who's not out here confronting, you know, the fucking world, anyone trying to bunker up, like, fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> I can't even be around you. Cause, yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, We're on the same page. We're all, we all out here, honestly. But but I think going out into the world and getting a look at a lot of different things is actually what leads you to that uh, realization. Right. Right. And it's like I mean, if, if you stay not, bunkered up. Sorry. She's not shy about the chip she has on her shoulder about even fucking going to Minnesota. I mean Wisconsin again. Um. Uh, right. Right. Because she doesn't want to go there. Right. I'm still fighting now. Uh, uh, he, you know, he's like, well, I'm moving to Milwaukee at the end of the week, so. And she, she freaked out. She's like, oh my god, my birth state. Oh, right. Going home. And she says that she's from Baraboo, Wisconsin, at least three or four times. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, so we're 20 minutes in, but. So, you read this shit recently. I read this shit a while ago, and I have notes from the first sixty pages. But maybe do you want to just so like go 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 through it real quick. So like so okay, she's a phenomenology student or some shit, right? Yeah, she's uh, she says exactly what branch of philosophy she studies. It's phenomenology. It's Heidegger, and so you know she's de- like throw it's it's yeah Heidegger and each all those people, and she's fo- she's following two fighters. Um. And then what happens with with both of them? Like er, Eric gets Eric, really big. He's about to. He gets. You know, he climbs the ladder really fast. Uh, all of a sudden, from nowhere, he has a title shot because he just knocks. You know, I think he knocks out two people with solid records. Right. Like the new kid, the new breed. The right. Breed. The new breed. That's uh, his name. Yeah. And then he's about to fight Jose Aldo, who again the connection to Conor McGregor is. That's the guy who got knocked. No fucking way. Okay. Yeah, right. Right. I didn't know anything about this shit when I read this a year, a year about a year ago. Okay. And sick. Still fighting. I mean, McGregor moved on. He went up to the next weight class. He went to boxing. He came. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Although it was like still holding down in that division. I yeah. Think, more or less. But right. But now Eric Koch isn't fighting anymore. Or is he? He is. He is. He is. Okay. What okay. Right. Uh, and when was it? What year was this? Real time, like 2011. Yeah, 11 or 12. 2011 or 12, and this book came out in 2014. Okay. Right. And then Aldo got in a motorcycle accident and hurt himself, so they never fought. Gotcha. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. And then the other fighter they're they're following is Sean, who's older. It's also funny because the two names were me and my dad's name, and your name, me and your name, and me and my dad's name, yeah. Eric and Sean. Holy shit, dude! That's why you couldn't stop reading it. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> What's gonna happen? Yeah, I'm all washed up. You're fucking like killing it. I'm, I'm, I'm just taking L's just so I can get like, like a hundo. Just so you can 
right. is extorting him for money. Right. I mean, yeah, he's saying, uh, I need $50, okay, come to the park, let me pick the kid for 10 minutes, here's $50. It's like renting, it's like a renta, that's really sad. Yeah, I know, it's so fucking sad. He's like a renta, he's like a renta cash cow hubby. Um, she's like, come through. We're gonna meet for um, seven minutes and thirty seconds, and at seven twenty-five, you can't can't look at the child anymore. <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry, um, but um, yeah, okay. So, so, and then he's fighting still, but he's like, he's like in his thirties, right? He's probably in his mid-thirties. He's like thirty-three or thirty-five or something. And he's a heavyweight, so he's just like a big ass dude who can like take hella punches. Yeah. He's in Cedar Rapids. He's in like the Cedar Rapids MMA scene, which is in, interesting to think about all these. That's Iowa. That's Iowa. Nascent MMA scene. What's Cedar? What's Cedar Rapids, Iowa? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's either well, she was in the program in Iowa, so it's either the same town or, or you know nearby. Yeah, she teaches nonfiction. She at, at I think, or she did, or something. But, yeah, yeah, she definitely was involved in Iowa. So uh, then, and then where's Eric from? I think somewhere else in Iowa. Somewhere else in Iowa. Train in uh, Milwaukee. Right, right. So Sean's in that scene. Would, would you already you have associations with Cedar Rapids? No, man. I've okay. Okay. Um, okay. Word. And then he just he's just taking more L's, and at the end of the book, he kind of goes like, "I got to stop taking these L's." Yeah. Because he just, what I mean by that is he fights, but then he just gets knocked out, like, immediately, but he still gets money just for fighting, right? Yeah, but eventually, you know, no matter how tough you are, you're just gonna... Right. And that's what happens. Eric? What's up? That's what happens in the end of the book. Yeah, yeah, no, he won't stop the kid, too. He gets a DNA test, and they prove that it's his. Oh. And he had a kid, Uh, but they weren't sure that it was his. Well, yeah, and the the narrator is immediately assuming that um, that this baby mama is, you know, is not even pregnant at first. And she's like, oh, well, then it's not even his. Oh, right. fighterly approach to writing. Yeah, hell yeah. And to thinking. I mean, and to thinking. Also like sharp like a, thinking. That's that sword thinking. That's that fight. Oh, it's because intellect, because the, the so- intellect is usually associated with the sword, and that's like a fighting thing. Anyway, keep going. Intellect associated with the sword. Yeah, like in, um, in, uh, you know, like this, like, uh, yeah, uh, like in, like, the sword, like the, you know, like tarot. I'm talking like tarot shit. It's, yeah, but it's like intellect. Yeah, intellect opposes 
water and it's cups and a sword and air is, is intellect and okay anyway fuck I got sidetracked by tarot um um but um but also the the, the sword is like the is like a pen you know right it's a yeah well it's a I mean, knife that, writing that reminds me of a there's these lectures that Alan Watts you know this dude yeah. Alan Watts yeah the, of course you do right um Sometimes I forget, forget how much of a hippie you were growing up. Um, <laughs> or but my he had dad. these Berkeley lectures. Um, they're about, I think they're about an hour and a half long each. Cool. They're in the late 60s. And um, you know, he's talking about whatever. He's talking about whatever he wants to talk about. He's talking about the roots of the word consciousness. You know, right. And how it is to literally to cut, to slice, you know, to differentiate. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, differentiating. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like, oh, she's really into. Uh, that's what thinking like, is. She's, she's, hunting, she's hunting for a couple of things, right? Like, she's hunting for fluidity. Right. And she, like, really prizes fluidity, whether it's, like, this guy Sean moving from house to house, uh, you know, just slipping between jobs and sort of existences. And also, um, that's the same as, like, just her obsession with Eric's, you know, physical. Um, his body. She, yeah, his body. She writes a lot about that um, yeah. and how different that is. And right, the way he moves. Yeah. yeah Angularity. At the end of the book, she's like ready to admit that he would have a shot against Aldo. She's like, you know, this may be one of the few men who can move in the same, like, you know, fucking slowed down time frame as, as this guy. Right, right, right. And that's what's so crazy about McGregor. He was in a faster time frame. Wow. Oh, yeah. Do you think they had similar. Are you talking about the Aldo? No, yeah, Aldo and, and uh, Conor McGregor is uh, crazy. Fuck, dude. It was like shoulder level. It was like a shoulder level left hook while he was moving backwards. The guy was out literally before he hit the mat. Damn. You should look it up. You yeah. Watch it. I, 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 wish, I wish we were a real podcast and we could just like watch it right now on like the screen. Oh, right. Fuck! Yo, yo, play, yo, turn it back two seconds. I'm pretty sure I was right there. But you think, yeah, you think they had some, so they had kind of similar fighting styles? Um. Because they're both, yeah, they're both kind of sharp and, yeah, and fucking well, quick and fast speed. Yeah, really fast, really fluid. I mean, you know, his name isn't, it was it Notorious, the Notorious, not New Breed, but he's, you know, you can make the same argument. Like, he learned everything at the same time. He's not, you know, a specialist. Right. He's a, strike, he's a striker. Anyway, now he's a striker. Before that, so we were talking about. Um, oh, but weren't you going to read a quote about the therapist? We started that quote and then we got derailed, I think. Um, um, word. Okay. I like, you know, I, 
Oh, you were just more referencing that it was a different, that was a shot. That was a shot, but it was a shot I, you know, that, that, uh, that went right by my head because I, you know, I, uh, so have you ever done have you ever done therapy? No, 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 no. Not resisting. I used to like actively sit on it. I was like, you know what? The, right. uh, why do we even have friends if we need therapists? Right. Like Right. Uh, I remember Wellbeck taking wild shots about about just like the kind of almost like uh zombieing or like just like the effect on people like the on like this the Psychotherapy, uh, yeah, like the person who goes there. I think he was probably taking shots at women, also. That's what, that's what Welbeck was <laughs> no, doing. Welbeck, uh, yeah, he probably found a way to get a get a couple of categories in there. Right, right. But he was just talking about, yeah. Just, anyway, he was just taking shots like that, and I never really, I don't know. What do you? So you think? What do you think about therapy now? I think it's. I mean, like anything that people go to that's a service, it can be you know indulged in a little much. Uh, it can be indulged in, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, having to just be a sort of de rigueur part of your daily life, or weekly life, rather. Um, right. Part of, you know, the maintenance uh, schedule is, I guess, all, I mean, I guess it's all right, but also it's, like, so fucking expensive, and right. there's so many therapists, and how are they all, like, the person who's going to help you, you know? Uh, well, I could see there being logistical annoyances going to going in, but in a vacuum, do you think it'd be good? Probably, yeah, right? It could, I mean, yeah, yeah. Whatever, infinite time and money and everyone's life, of course. You know, if we lived in, say, Sweden. Uh, right, right. Or, yeah. Right, but that's but that's what we should be doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's... We'll I, get I there, we'll get there. Honestly, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this weekend that I just had in the Poconos, like with a bunch of the homies that from last couple years, was like we were just turning up. It was like I felt like it was the most combative we were at a, as at a as a group, or like there was just a bunch of little. But then by the last night, well, I kind I think I just kind of came in kind of hot and kind of just I don't know. Anyway. It was combative, but then by the end, we were all, like, just taking... We were way more honest and open, because we were... And we had a really good last night where we were just, like, lit, but just kind of taking shots at each other, you know? But just laughing so hard, and, like, I don't know, it just felt like... Sometimes you got... It's got to be a little combative to get to a type of openness or something. For sure. And honesty, sure. and people are kind of maybe apprehensive to do things that seem combative right now. I don't know. Exactly, to me, that seems exactly like what she's saying about the men being able to part ways after the, you know, purging themselves as a demon. Exactly. The demon. The demon. Um, yeah, but everyone should be... the boy the demon. It's <laughs> the same thing. Right. Um, and I felt, I mean, I, you know, God, man, I, I don't know. I, I have such intense, like, warm, non-specific memories of, of violence, you know, of that, like, organized 
that organized violence. It's different when it's organized. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you, but you went. How did what hacks like therapy, right? Right. I, I went. I went every fucking day at some point for six hours. And, you know, that's all I did. Right. But I was. Uh, but even like if people that go to taekwondo, it's not that it's so expensive, you know. Therapy is. They, they talk so. They talk so sweetly to you. Right, right. Phys- I, I know what you mean. Physical, yeah. That's what. That's activity. That's ritual, ritual daily, your daily grind. You know. Yeah, what would be fucking perfect? What? Oh my god! If your therapist was your sparring partner. If your therapist was your sparring partner, dog, I'll be your therapist. Oh, fuck, you're moving to California. God damn it! I'll, I'm ready to get those hands up. Um, yeah, yeah, mid up, mid up. You're like, yo, like, mid up, bro. You're like, so, you think this- yeah. Yeah, I get to whack you on the head too. Don't they do that sometimes? Yeah. Or no, you gotta duck. You gotta duck. Yeah, that's a really good idea, bro. That the sparring therapist. I should. You should. You should. You should start a uh, gym and then a business. You got all these like middle age, <laughs> these midlife crisis motherfuckers just sweating it out. Just you're like, all right. Um. Wait, real. Quick. What, what, what did you say before? Uh, oh yeah, the the the, the grind. Um, I liked I liked uh, this thing Eric said one time. Um, God damn it! Is this gonna be worth it? Is it gonna be worth it? Um, okay, the re- the reason I'm so good, Eric said later that night when eight of us were together seated in Rocky's basement. Is because I literally, I'm, I'm crazy. I don't have a job. I don't have any way of making money. I just decided to train six or seven hours a day. Or like, I don't know, just this idea of like, to really do something, you got to feel like you got no other choice. Right. To really right. commit I mean, to a grind. To, you know, to, to get out of the, out of the stratosphere. <laughs> I mean, but uh, does, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how to get how to get that true. hitter? How to get that how to get how to get that feeling of grinding on a thing? I guess you're grinding right. on a fucking. But there's, you got a relate a relationship is a commitment too. Sure, but you know, and then well, yeah, whatever. Never mind. Right. Um, I just it just reminds me, and I know this has been built up by like generations of depressed poets, but you know, Williams did hold down a job as a doctor uh, or a lawyer, or the fuck he did, you know. Who did? Um, William, William Carlos Williams. William Carlos Williams? Yeah, he's a doctor. Oh, wow. Uh, the fuck? Uh, what's the name? Oh, my God. He was an insurance. Wallace Stevens. Wow. Wallace, Wallace Stevens. Wallace Stevens was an insurance adjuster, right? Like, right. So, they were getting... And that's what I mean. Not like they're... Not that they weren't, you know, um... Someone interested in violence, but they were drawing their, uh... I feel like I feel like my, yeah I, I I just like that idea. Did we t- say this earlier about? Oh yeah, it was when she was taking shots at like indoor people, like bunker people. Like I feel like the job of this is gonna sound how this is gonna <laughs> it's gonna sound kind of pretentious, but or whatever. But um, or like I don't know. You think of like the job of like the a uh, writer, a writer, or. Okay, I was just thinking about how 
remember when I was like, t- we were talking about the Midwest and you were like, well, I don't know, when you, in order to have compassion for a wide amount of people, you have to confront a wide amount of people. Or not compassion, in order to look at them as familiar people. I don't know. I just think it's really important to be going outside and into new places, spaces, and challenging myself to. And that. But not even travel. I don't think like going on a journey, just like living in a way where you're always like finding a thing to do that's forcing you to explore a new place constantly is like the the job of someone who, because I feel like writing is trying to understand as many modes as possible or something. Anyway, I don't know. Fuck. Shouldn't have hit that second bowl. But, um, but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, just going outside. So I'm not saying when that could, but that could, that if it becomes investigative, that's a grind. You know what I mean? If your mandate to yourself is to think, you know, broadly and often, then encountering different kinds of things about which to think is, uh, you know, is is a good idea. Some people turn that into writing. Some people just find it more interesting to live that way, right? Right, but but yeah, I don't think you should do right. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just think with like my grind now with with doing the deliveries and the carrying the box, I've just noticed how like carrying the, the carrying the boxes and then moving through space, it almost feels like a, not a workout, but it kind of is my work. It's like my way to blow up, you know, like do that, hit confront the, get that yeah, spar and get that. Right, exactly. Um, or like, yeah, or like five boxes. Cause I'm not trying to do hella rounds, you know? <laughs> um, um, but, um, and then, yeah, over the weekend, the Poconos, we were lifting, uh, building this rock wall by the house and just carrying rocks, uh, with, and like carrying, it was almost like a workout. Like, you know, that thing when you do like a weight lifting and you have to carry the big ass ball down a path. It was doing that over and over. Yeah. It was sick though. But like doing some kind of exercise, I don't know. I'm just trying to emphasize that. Yeah, the going out and moving around and carrying stuff and I don't know. That just feels important. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But you've mean, been doing that. For many people, so, it's a really essential part of processing. Just, you know. Right. Do you feel like you get that from what you're doing now? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, in like a sort of shit way. <laughs> well, like, so, so you're getting a physical component of like building stuff yeah it's not like relaxed training you know uh but or something like that it's not like building a, a you know cabin in the mountain right but right but it's a mission it's, it's a mission yeah uh no so, last night was, was pretty what did you do yeah. last night yeah, it's fucking brutal i did a, a 19 hour day i think Nine, is it taylor job no, it was um, like a small local version of that. You okay. Know, a, a shop that like does, yeah, uh, you know, basically a small local version of that Brooklyn-based, or Ridgewood fucking Queens-based version. Um, what was of it? A big production company, right? So okay. somebody, or the, the client was, um, I think it's all for like a commercial. Maybe it's Red Bull. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, they, you know, the guy makes it in SketchUp. They say, yes, do this, do this, do this, and then you make it happen. What's Luan? Luan is a, a type of plywood. That's, type of plywood. Uh, it's a type of plywood that's like super uh, flexible. 
flexible. So yeah, two different types of plywood, and then you're just building a, a set, drilling yeah, it together. Gotcha, you have to make it too. Wow, so you're just using a circle saw and then drill? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, all kinds of other, just making flats in the shop and then. Gotcha. The whole process, I mean, I guess. The whole process, you did it all in one day? Yeah. Set it, built it, set it up, and then took it down? No, 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 the shoot's today. Gotcha. Just built it all, built built it all. That's crazy. Build and install and paint and like. And I had to paint too. There's a painting component. I painted the whole thing, laid rug. I mean, it was wild. Wow. I was pretty impressive for like how fast that happened, but I was unimpressed with how unorganized this guy was. Gotcha. But then, like, you know, you do. You have these big companies, and. Uh, how many people was it with? Was it with Eddie? Yeah, yeah. Eddie Eddie Bear was there. How many people? Uh, one, two. Three, four, maybe five or six carpenters, two painters, uh, a and like three set people. Wow. Sick. Well, yeah. You think you're going to keep doing stuff like that out in California? Or do you have any other schemes? No, but yeah, I got one. Uh, you know that guy, Marco, right? Right. Yeah, I got a job booked with him for mid-August um, in Monterey. So, Amazing. Yeah, so you're already queuing stuff up. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, dude. Yeah, I totally know where I'm going to live next year, dude. I totally have thought about that. Um, <laughs> I, was, uh, I did a job. We did a job up in uh, the, the Museum of the City of New York, which is, like, mad corny, but one of those, you know, sometimes you're, like, you work in a place in New York City that you would never otherwise go, and you're, you're grateful, you know? I'm like, oh, I just, like, walking around, looking at the history of the bicycle. That's sick. The city exhibit. Where was that? In Manhattan somewhere? Yeah, near... Well, yeah, that's why I bring it up. It's near, it's in Harlem. It's near, uh, it's near, what's it, Columbia? Yeah, it's near, like, 120, it's sick, dude. It's a cool area. I don't know, I don't know if you can afford to live there. You might probably have to be in the Heights, but right, it's right. Just, like, rad to hang out there. Right, right. Yeah, dude. Um, well, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah, do we have any fucking tight threads back? So, yeah, that's, that's sick. I just fucking, Yeah. Randomly I thought he was talking about you were talking about him saying why he's so good, right? And uh, maybe let's try to like ramp up into something you can edit and cut. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, something about you know you do have to work though. You know what I mean? Like, and she goes into this thing about uh, about how everyone paid for Eric all the time um, because he, you know, right. had genius, and that's why he was able to live that way. He's like, oh, I'm just crazy. And right. Like, no. Actually, your friends, your community is supporting you. Um, right, right. But here's, here's something on page uh, 106, 107, mostly 107 I want to read. It's like, uh, oh, remember the part about they're quoting uh, Schwarzenegger from the movie Pumping Iron, that famous scene? Or oh, yeah. It feels like coming. Yeah, it's like coming. Yeah, what I've been to see him, I'm coming. I'm coming, I'm always coming. I can't believe she hadn't seen that. <laughs> yeah. But that's so like yeah, maybe the maybe the provenance of some things is only like males. Yeah, my friend, I literally just like my, my friend Elliot from high school with, was obsessed with that. He was always fucking talking about that shit. Yeah, I was reading this and I was like, why are you talking about this? It's some kind of fucking monkey dick. 
dance. Like, you've never seen that. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's not like she's chilling at that, you know, middle school sleepover just watching, like, Schwarzenegger. I guess the girls didn't watch it. <laughs> Wait, so she, this is in reference to that? Yeah. Look I it up, you're listening. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, I'm coming. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the best bodybuilder in the world, best in the world. Uh, two weeks before competition, his father died, his mom called and said, your father died, you have to come back here for the funeral. And Arnold Schwarzenegger said, cold as hell, he said, I can't doing this, i got to worry about this right now, etc. People who make sacrifices like that, the crazy ones, who, the ones who are dedicated, great fighters are great because they sacrifice, that's all quote from Eric. Um, right. And then she says, I suppose many will find these sentiments immoral. But <laughs> 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 what you truly have is a final accounting, an artist of bodily transformation, pack his toothbrush and truck off to an Austrian funeral. It's funny she said truck off because that's what he was doing before he became famous. He was loading trucks. Oh. Oh. So none of us would want to live in a universe peopled primarily by Schwarzeneggers and Eric's that we actively seek to ostracize the will to destroy unchosen bonds and familial duty. Yeah. Nor, I think, we would want to live without such sentiment or without genius such as it is. The price of engagement with the eternal is perhaps heavier than we like to admit in the bright light of day. By all means, we say, sacrifice health and money and stability and carbs. Rehearse your lonely, tragic dance in the cheap hotel room by the train tracks. Succumb to your artisanal narcissism until the moment it makes us uncomfortable because a progenitor's corpse is involved. I say the world needs genius, and genius is jealous. I mean, that was like one of the best paragraphs in the whole book. Damn. You know? What was the last thing? I say the world hates genius, and genius is jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean... So is that what you're saying? You gotta go in? Or you gotta fucking... You gotta go in, whatever that means. Genius is jealous. Genius is a force is jealous of all other things. Oh. Uh, you know, meaning that when it consumes you, um, you know, or you let yourself be consumed by, by an obsession. It, wa it wants all your attention. It wants all your attention. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's saying that the price, the price is, uh, there's a price. Right, there is a price. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, fuck off. Not just these, like, these uh, unchosen bonds of familial duty. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's horrible. Beyond that's my like, chosen you know, bonds? No, you know, when people are like, oh, he didn't go to his dad's funeral, this is a right. horrible, a horrible man, I guess that's the immoral part. Right, um, right, 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 right. But that's what's funny, like, right. many people find these sentiments immoral, but no, you're talking about greatness. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, many, no, many, many will find this immoral, <laughs> yeah, she's... <laughs> like, Mom, I hope that I'll see you again, trust me, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be there next week, like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Right, right, right. Damn, that's wild. You know, it's not like he's withholding a fucking Dragon Ball or something. I mean, the guy's gone. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man, that's, yeah, he's, that's, that's going in. <laughs> that's going in. And she talks about, you know, she hammers the same points over and over again. And uh, sometimes, you know, the language isn't as beautiful as that. But, uh, you know, she just comes at it over and over again. Yeah. Uh, like... Uh, other people who toil from nine to five because they're no better at 
Um, and right. he's like really, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it was effect- I very effective, affecting. What are you gonna say? And she takes it so seriously, you know, her her pursuit of you know whatever it is she's trying to articulate. Right. Um, but isn't she also kind of? Yeah. 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 It's funny. Like this is nonfiction, and it's explicitly nonfiction. But I always I thought of this more as like a made up. I felt the sense of this made-up character or this specific voice and contextualizing it within specific parameters feel almost like a fictional move, you know? Yeah, Because exactly. it was in fixed in one voice. I remember thinking the voice and the consistency of the voice was what made it so seductive to read. Well, yeah, it's easy to read, too. And I mean, easy to read, too. Like easy to keep reading. But that sh- isn't that what the point of fiction of creating a character is for fiction to create a really specific voice but that's almost why is it yeah that was almost like a non non-fiction why was it so much so fucking good why was it so good and so easy to read but also really going in you know it's a it's um it's like a much better version and a shorter version a sort of a less self-obsessed well it's a better version actually it's not a self it reminds me of that um that surfing memoir Oh, interesting. Right. Remind you of that? Uh, no, barbarian no, days? not at all. Not at all. But, well, but, no, in the way that somebody is... He's a surfer, and he's, like... He's better at capturing, you know, the joys of, of physical combat than he is... Uh, at, at, which he's never done. Uh, than he is at talking about surfing. You know, I feel like he... I kind of got it. I kind of got it. Right. But maybe that's like a... You know, an esoteric thing. Maybe there's really nothing else that feels like surfing. But so we were talking yeah. about Barbarian Days by what's his, who's it by again? Oh, I don't know. He was a New Yorker William, writer guy. William. William, William Finnegan. Brown. William Finnegan. William Finnegan. But so they're similar in that they're both sort of about an athletic thing, and the ritual element of an athletic thing, and they're right. both well, nonfiction. Exactly. Why is Exa- so good? Exactly. Exactly. But I'm, I thought of the last memoir. You know, That's totally relevant. Right. So yeah, you think of it more. This almost read more like a. What I I don't even know what fiction means, but it. If it, it read, it was more literary. It, well, not not that it was literary. It was it was just the whole. It was a, the great. I, the way she focused on one aspect of her voice was interesting. Was what made it so good because she stayed in that pocket. If she was. What. Definitely, definitely, dude. That's. Yeah, like his nonfiction, right? It was like yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it was just sick. It was a slip book, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's something about it. I mean, she has a... So good. I mean, she's, she's a great writer. Uh, you know, she... I want to say something about the nonfiction element is about it, though. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. Well, the char- you, yeah, yeah, you asked that question about the character and uh, about what she's doing. Right. You know, constructing characters, people that we have no... Uh, I mean, it's a little different because you can look at pictures of these people, but... Right. Uh, but their characters, like, too, and her depiction. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's what, it's yeah. what she... And it's through her lens. Like... Like, it, bro, know, and like it was, that's what made it so funny. There was one part where, like, 
she was quoting Eric talking about what he likes to eat and he's like, yo, you know about Whole Foods? Like, I fuck with Whole Foods, bro. That shit was so funny. He's like, I fucking love sandwiches at Whole Foods, dude. That's, that's my shit. She's like, yes, I have heard of Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, he's like from Iowa. He just discovered Whole Foods like one t- for a fight. He was, what, what was it? It reminded you of you? you? Just like kind of gave me the chills, yeah. But like feeling of, uh, you just feel like nauseous. I used to cut from like one, yeah, I only cut like a 12 pounds, but still. Yeah. How long, how long would you have to, that's a lot though. How long would you have to, how long of a process would that be? Uh, at least a week. At least yeah. a week. So it's like a yeah. week long fast almost. That's so interesting, cause you know, I, you know, I told you about that kid Harold, right? Who's going, going to school next year? Harold. That kid I met, who was uh, from Steubenville, who who who's in the pro- who's in the program, and I crashed on his floor. Yeah, right, right. And he was just went to the, he just went to the national finals for boxing. He lost in the finals in Reno in the uh, in the finals of college. Wow. And um. But but that night where I lost my bag and then I had to stay up there and crashed on his floor, we were just getting lit as fuck, you know? And I was like, dude, I don't know how much you're trying to go. And he's like, dude, I literally just have been cutting weight. Like, I was just cutting weight last week and now I'm here. Like, I'm going in, you know? This was right after the finals? Yeah, it was right after the finals. Yeah, wait, so, this was a national level? Yeah. Shit, man, yeah. He's, he fought at one one eighty five, so he was like six. He said he's like six three, and he's half Brazilian. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Damn. But um, but yeah, and he and just and then just in that moment, I was just like, my my mind was blown by the idea of cutting. Like I never really tangibly thought about what cutting weight and the you know what fighting would be like. Yeah, you just don't eat you know a lot of things at all for the week, like types of things, and then you cut water weight for like two days beforehand. And this he, guy was going crazy. This guy was going crazy. What was he, what was he eating, if anything? I don't know. I don't even remember. Yeah. Water, you know, like Just, things that are mostly water, fruit. Do people still do that? Or is it, is it like considered... Or isn't that like people have been called out for like really whack techniques that can really be dangerous? Yeah, if, but if you're a fighter, then... Okay, yeah, I mean, you should stop the, you know, propagation of these techniques... In all ways, I guess. Right, right, right. Like, you gotta yourself if you're a fighter. Like, fucking, you, you gotta know, do what you gotta internet. do. We have the internet now. Right. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up, bro. Exactly. Go to Reddit. Are you kidding me? Like, go to Reddit. He subjected his fighters to, what, did you, did they not have fingers to type with? Right, or? right, 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 right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's that's the thing. We all we all we all gotta grow. We all we all we all gotta grow. Ah oh, man, I feel like we're growing more independent and more autonomous as as a people. But they're like every time there's new steps, some people get really scared of the prospect of that one. Or like the internet is a big version of that. The internet is making everybody autonomous speaking individuals. But because we're so only ten years in, people are like. They're like not ready for that that fire yet, you know. People are like want to cling to old things. I don't know what I'm saying, bro. I have no idea. <laughs> well, you mean like old things, like uh, you know, animosity and hatred? 
Right? That's like... Wait, what were we talking about just before this? Oh, what why led... Why did this look so good? Why, why did... What, what led to what I just said? Alright, Eric's like, I checked out 10 minutes ago, dude. <laughs> um, um, oh, yeah. Cutting, fight, uh, anyway. Oh, cutting weight, yeah. Um, uh, no, but I think what's more, inter- what was, like, more interesting at hand to me is, like, the, you know, the question of why, I mean, I guess I'm basically trying to do the same thing right now, right? Like, I'm, I'm thinking about these characters that I knew that no one else, a couple of close people, no. Midwest, like fucking, even though she was like, she wasn't poking, she was like fucking with all that. I don't know, it was like unpretentiousness to it that I liked of the world yeah. she was showing. She was diving into a really non literary world or non even just a fucking whatever, just out here and, not, and in a non judgmental way. I know, dude, that's literally what I was thinking. That's literally what I was thinking, dude. Like, I've been thinking that, like, since you brought up this book again, and since I was talking about that, on just th- those pieces. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, fuck. Well, yeah, I mean, she, everything she writes is, is, is just as good, if not better than that essay, you know, because she really goes in about, about this, uh... I don't know, she really fucking gets it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. So- I was reading. I was like, Dad, like, man, anybody who like studies language and the physical arts could not have put it better. It's right, really right, good. right. Yeah, dude. Ha- even half, like half of my quotes that I typed up and then stopped because there were too many. I got to page sixty of my typing up my quotes. I remember. I was like, this is just getting ridiculous. There's too many, but half of them were just just said were just syntax and like just beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't even topical. I was just like, this is crazy. No, it's really, it's exciting to see that, you know, that someone is excited about that structure and also so good at just, you know, slaying that shit. Right, dude. Damn. Damn. That's right. There's so many different things you can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like this, I like this bar. Nose straight, under eyes unlined, skin taut and unbruised. Under eyes unlined, under eyes, under your eyes unlined. That's that's a bar, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like I. It doesn't. It looks crazy. That's just a crazy wording. Skin taut and un. Anyway, bro. Um, yeah, I mean, she's a great. Yeah, she's like a conductor, right? I mean, she goes on these crazy. Like, a, it's a you know, it's an obstacle course, not an obstacle course, but like, <laughs> like following. Yeah. Like when she's really going, you're just like going like. Yeah. It's like, and following behind her and right, awake, you know. Right, and awake, just excited. just your senses are like heightened, yeah. <laughs> and we back. Yeah. Um yeah, it's really inspiring, man. This is I fucking I want now I want this book back so I can reread it. I'm gonna get it from you. 
I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, Yasmin is uh, in the middle of this. Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Uh, Bruh. What? Oh, this funny thing happened. She was like, oh, you should read it, and then we can all three do it together. And she said, well, I don't know. Three is a crowd. And, <laughs> I, and then we had a ten-minute conversation during which I realized I've understood that wrong my entire life. What did you think about it? What did you think it was? I thought it meant, like, three people is fun. It's a good time. It was a crowd of people here. Right, right. <laughs> You're like, what's wrong with the crowd? Yeah. I love crowds. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-uh, three's a crowd. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, three's a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Com- no completely changed your perception of how groups are perceived. I don't know. I look at parades completely differently now. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love them. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll tell you I mean that fucking yeah. One day, one day, we'll go in. Yeah, one day, one day. Um, or, you know, whatever. When uh, when Ferrante drops her new set of novels, you guys can talk about it. <laughs> when she drops another quartet? <laughs> I don't know. This is, this is a, from, this is the whole life of, of me if I was a boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole art, alternate history. Um, yeah, man. Well, fuck. Um, yeah, how you doing? What you got, what you got going? You, you, you not working today? Plus you worked 19 hours yesterday, yeah. you know? I worked three days a week, three hours a day. <laughs> four, four, Dude, five. This, I mean, maybe it's like four or five days in a row, but like, or three days, but it's not every day. Exactly. It, that's that mission. That's that mission life. Going upstate on the weekends, I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, well, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you want me to? Do you want to keep going on this or? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we had a good ending point. Yeah, me too. About five minutes ago. Yeah, we just got to we just got to that hour point. But um, all right, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this. But then I'm gonna. Sure.